people, I think, when they hear the word sales, they think, okay, I got a, there's a product or something or some service, yeah. right? So I think that cultivating sales skills are one of the most important skills that you have to learn in your life. Or you should learn. And if you haven't learned, I think it's something that you need to put a major focus on because we are all selling all of the time, whether we call it sales or not. When you're parenting, what is that? Selling. If you're the best at what you do, you still have to pass an interview to work with a company, right? You know, so there are certain interpersonal communication skills that you want to develop. And one of which is if you don't learn how to sell, you're going to constantly be sold your entire life. And if you don't have those skills or develop them, you're not going to even know when you're being sold. Hold your station, this education is relevant. The motivation through conversation is evident. We're talking spiritual body, mind, development. This is the manhood experiment. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to the Manhood Experiment. You know, we bring in goodies for you today. We got a special, special featuring guest. We got Caesar the Crowd Pleaser. Going to teach you how to chop through nose like Jack Reacher. Woo! Turning dreams into features. This is the ultimate Arr! teacher, baby. Helping you come alive. <laughs> All about that thrill of the unknown. Going to learn some skills, how to take that journey on your own, baby. So, we have a real special guest today. I've been really excited to get Caesar here just to be able to share some of his knowledge. He's one of the most high energy, enthusiastic, but also authentic individuals that I know. I've never seen anybody that turns strangers into friends as fast as this guy. And he does it with purpose. It's not doing it just to flex to show that you can do it. I think he's truly the friend collector. He is somebody who is just absolutely inspirational in the sense that you see him living his dream and really showing people, holding their hands and showing people how to do that. And so without further ado, we got the man, the myth, the legend, Caesar on board. We got our boy, Big Dreams in the house. What's good, fellas? Big Dreams in the house. Watch your mouth. Big Dreams in the house. Watch him out. What's up? And we got my man's Big Caesar in the building. Caesar Rodriguez, ladies and gentlemen. What uh. a treasure. What an honor. Dude, we're so happy to have you on this show. How you feeling? I mean, I'm feeling I'm feeling amazing. I mean, that was a heck of an intro on both of your parts. I mean, Jason flexing a little bit that he can rap. With, got a little bars. You got you some bars. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's dropping bars all over. I mean, everyone knows. If you guys don't know, I will just tell you. If you haven't heard Big Dreams in his music, I was listening to it before here. It's now going to become a part of my regular daily motivation indoctrination. I mean, this thing like hit some of his song "Born to Win." I was just listening to. I was like, "Oh my goodness, this thing is just loaded <laughs> with bars, positive." And I was telling him he's one of the few rappers around that I, you know, that I honestly believe is worth listening to. And I mean, I'm a huge rap head, you know, have been for my entire life. But I grew up in the era of, you know, Biggie, Nas, and you know all these Jay-Z and all these other people. Facts. So I really recognize the true goats and to listen to someone new that, you know, their stuff isn't heavily auto-tuned, mumble wrapped up, you know, and I'm like, this is clear. These are great lyrics. He's strong. So y'all need to check him out. Big dreams. Appreciate Follow that. him on Spotify, download his stuff. Let's blow him up, man. You know, oh, and, and to be introduced by Jason, you. yo, if you guys With the bars. have any goals, <laughs> if you guys have any goals, that are health or fitness related. I'm just going to tell you like, oh, that man. is your dude to be obsessed with. I'm obsessed with them. I mean, I check in and I'm like, how am I looking? All right, this is a little flat. Let me call Jason. Like, hey, what do I need to do, bro? 
I mean, I've been, oh, I've, he's been in my house training at my home gym. He's like right. the goat. So you guys are surrounded by yes, goats. Sir. Oh, I'm just honored to be here, man. I don't do a lot of these podcasts. <laughs> I get asked yeah. a lot, but I'm very particular about who I work with. And it was a no brainer to link up with you two. So speaking to the guests here, I'm a believer. I want to make you guys a believer. So we understand who we got yes. in the studio here with us today. Caesar legitimately is one of the highest demand speakers out there a legitimate seven-figure speaker, mentor, coach, a guy that practices what he preaches. And, you know, he's done it. He's made it to the top of the network marketing type of world, has shared the stage with the greats. And it's something that he doesn't do a whole lot of this. And as we were talking about before we hopped on the mic, we (laughs) want to do our best to go out there and make sure we're delivering the most value possible and going and collecting no's, you know, swinging for the fences of trying to get the best people on the mic. And Dreams was kind of laughing about, we talked about that. And this guy's a legitimate veteran professional in getting past the nose. And what you're going to be able to get from this today is is how that mindset or that tenacity, that charisma is a learnable skill. And how Caesar, Mm. although comes out like this very natural, charismatic speaker, it wasn't always that way. And why the relationship with sales and charisma and being able to get past objections, how that can impact your life in so many ways. I think the obvious of being able to expand your relationships, how it goes into your career, asking for things. You know, we talk about a closed mouth doesn't get fed, but it's one thing to say it and the other thing to feel Mm. confident to be able to step into that boldness of the superhero star of your movie type of lifestyle that we're going to talk about today. So before we really jump into this, I want you guys to really grasp and take you back through this journey and find yourself in this story of Caesar, of how he got to the place where now he's the founder of this B10XB movement, all about becoming 10 times more bolder, living it, teaching it. So Caesar, let's take a little bit of time to rewind and see how we get to where we are here today. Okay. So a little bit of the origin story, I presume. Yes. So I guess it basically got started when I was 21 years old. And I was a broke college student. I was working at a mall, working at a GNC, selling vitamins and stuff like that. We got that in common. And I was about (laughs) to graduate. (laughs) And I was about to graduate college. I was two weeks away from graduating college. And this guy walks into the store and he essentially prospects me. Now, I didn't realize I was being prospected or anything. He was just a guy that was really sharp. He carried himself well. He kind of looks like Jason Sani. He was a real good looking fit dude. He was like a, a, a bodybuilding competitor, like a natural one. And I just like, he just built some rapport with me. And I asked him like, you know, hey, what do you do? And I was looking to get into something because I was two weeks away from graduating, right? I was like, oh, I'm about to get out in the real world. I need to have a job or something. And the guy ends up having this opportunity and he invites me to go take a look. The way that he approached me and how professional it was and the style in which he approached me, it made me feel like it was a job opportunity. So I like sent him my resume. I sent him my cover letter. You know, I did all this stuff and then I sat down with him and he kept edifying this other guy, speaking highly of this other guy that was his mentor. So I drive out, Mm. meet with these guys and they show me this business opportunity and it's in the network marketing space. And if you're listening to this, you don't know what network marketing is. There's thousands of companies out there that you can, instead of you having to start a business from scratch, get an LLC, create your own products or whatever, there's thousands of companies out there that have already got really great and a lot of times very cutting edge products that just require a little bit of storytelling. You know, if you just put it on a shelf, it's not going to necessarily, you know, sell itself because there's so much detail behind it. But 
what they decide to do is instead of putting money into marketing, you know, and advertisements and Super Bowl commercials, they just take that money that they would have spent on that and then they just pay it to people in commissions to people to refer their products to word of mouth. And so I got involved with one of those businesses. And the first thing that I saw is I saw people at an event when I was brand new, like before I even said yes, I went to this hotel meeting. I met with these guys first, you know, and it cost like a couple hundred bucks to get in to get started. And I, you know, didn't have it. Took me a couple of days. I was a little unsure. And then, you know, I went to this event where I saw people making, I saw literally one testimonial of a woman who could barely speak English, who made $30,000 in a month and bought her mom a brand new car. And mm. I thought to myself, I was like, wow, you know, coming up, being raised in central New Jersey, five of us in a two bedroom apartment, my entire life, seeing how hard my mom worked. I always wanted to be able to do things where I could take care of my mom and you know, the idea of like retiring her and buying her a car and stuff like that really just appealed to me. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this. You know, th this lady's making more in a month than I wanted to make in a year. Let me figure this out. And so that's how I got started in this industry. And I was absolutely terrible, you know, so it was like direct sales, <laughs> you know, commission based. So the first hundred people I talked to told me no, it was months before I could even get five yeses. Honestly, the thing that I was selling, you know, for some of you, you're like, well, you know, that could be typical. I'm like, listen, I was selling something that was $9 a month to $26 a month. So there's very yeah. few people that could, that are listening to me that couldn't, if you talk to a hundred people and said, yo, let me borrow $26, you could probably find a person, right? right. Like right. I couldn't even get one person, right? But you'd have people that would give you Stop. money for free. I couldn't get one person to buy something that was, yeah. so I couldn't even sell myself or the products in such a way or the service in such a way that was compelling enough for people to get it. So I was absolutely terrible and that's what caused me to want to be good. So all of the rejection mm. that I got, it was basically, I'm going to fail. Like everyone said, oh man, you know, you're in a pyramid scheme or those things don't work or you got to get in early. Like you had to pay to get in. That's not a real mm. job. It's commission. Like you've got a college degree now because I'd graduated, you know, because two right. weeks had passed by. Right. And I'm like, you're doing this. You're like some salesperson. But I still held on to the vision of people making more in a month than you know I could make in a year working a traditional job. So I just yeah. stuck it out and I did a lot of personal development and a lot of growth and I reinvented myself, which is a, you know, a core message that I have for anyone. You know, Jason says, uh, like how you said, you could start off and see someone at their end game and think like, oh yeah, you know, you're, they were born with the gift of gab. No, I was terrible. Mm. And I, I'll, I'll kind of stop right there. I won't get further into my story unless I'm asked, but just no, to kind of no. give you an, an intro, that's where I came from. And so the reason that I'm good today is the reason why a lot of people who you regard as great today or legends today mm. became great. Like Michael Jordan, he got cut from his high school basketball team, right? He didn't make, course, he didn't make the team. So sometimes that rejection, sometimes it causes some people to shrivel up, fold over and just die and quit. And other people, mm. it just stokes the fire and they say, oh yeah, I'll show you. And so something of, <laughs> about my DNA or my makeup made me just be like, well, I'll show you and I'll show myself. That you know? dog in you. Yes, sir. And I got something for that. So find yourself in the story. People can say, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. But what signs were you getting after you initially starting? You had 100 rejections and I'm sure it didn't just click all of a sudden. But what signs did you have to have that faith to keep on pushing on developing and realizing that like, oh, hey, this is actually something that I can do. Like, and I guess where I'm going with this is like, when did you get traction? Like, what were those signs? Mm. And how can you engineer that if we were trying to like take something from that? Take yourself back to that point of where something clicked and you're like, all right, I think I got something in here. When did you get your light? Like, I think we okay. might be on to something. Yeah. Yeah. 
Great, Great question, question, man. So I think recognizing just like, you know, you being a fitness guy, taking notice of not necessarily what is like, not looking at the end result and saying like, oh, I'm not there already, but recognizing the little wins. Like in fitness, you're like, hey, you know, I'm a little less winded than I was last time doing this running. You know, hey, I can lift a little bit more weight. So really just recognizing those little wins. For example, I was terrified of the idea of talking to people. But back in the day, when I was building my business, this was before social media, if you ran out of your friends and family and everyone you knew, the only way to build your business, to build any business was, you know, you had to walk out and talk to strangers. And so I was doing that and I was really, really terrible and I was really scared of it. But recognizing that every time I would go out, I'd be a little less scared or I would learn something that would allow me to be stood up a little bit less. And also just having a really good mentor. He wasn't around where I lived, but he just believed in me. And I feel like sometimes we're blessed with angels and we're blessed with people who believe in us more than we believe in ourselves. And so I want to give a lot of credit to him, Larry Gregory. I used to ask him, Ooh. I asked him after I started to become successful, I was like, what, like, what even made you believe in me? Like I was not getting any yeses. I was striking out like mm. crazy. And he just said, man, there was just something that you just had a fire in you and you, you did everything that I told you. And I think another thing too, for anyone listening to this and to answer your question is personal development was really a big key. So, you know, reading a book yeah. and getting some nuggets out of there and then trying it and just thinking, I'm like, okay, if I read this book and I've got a little bit better, what would happen if I read a hundred more books like this? You know, how much better could I get? Personally, really tapping into yourself. Yeah. You know, seeing some of the investment of my time slowly starting to pay off Yeah, kept me long enough for everything to kind of click. Yeah. Can we sit there just for a moment? I got something I really want to point out because I love confirmation. One thing, I always like finding irony in life. It just connects the dots for me. For instance, our goal this year on the Manhattan Experiment, right? We wanted to get more guests. So we wanted to reach out. And uh, one of Jason's ideas was, let's find out how many no's we can get, right? I know we were talking about this a little earlier. And ironically, we reach out to someone, i.e. Mr. Cesar Rodriguez, whose whole goal or campaign at one time was let's get a, a hundred no's and then see who's going to say yes to being on the show. So like by living what we're saying, another point that you pointed out that I loved where you said it was just one person who believed in me. I was talking to my wife the other day and she was going on a personal story of like, it was my mom. For her, it was her mother. Her mom would just always say, whatever it is you really want to do, I'm going to be that one person that advocates for you based on like personal things or maybe she had to sit and not be able to see her goals for an extended period of time. But like having that one person that believes in you says, hey, I'm a ride for you no matter what. I see something in you. And it only takes one. So for those listeners out there, hopefully you grab that nugget. You got your hot sauce because you got more coming your way. Got more yeah. coming your way. All right, Jason, take take hey. us back. I'm, I'm getting off. I'm getting off. Let me interrupt <laughs> yeah. and interject Please. one thing before Jason comes in. And for those yeah. of you that don't have that one, mm. for those of you that don't have mm. that one, let me be that one. Let me be the one here today that tells you, you can do it. Don't quit. Continue pursuing because we are not all blessed to have that. My one person, my entire life has been my mom, right? So my mom was always there. She had my back. If I wanted to play soccer, you know, she said, hey, let's put you in travel. Let's do this. She was my coach when we played rec, you know, she was read books in the library on how to be a soccer coach so she could learn the sport that I was into. When I said, I don't want to play soccer. I want to take a pause and do skateboarding. She sent me a skateboarding camp. 
that was like an away camp yeah. that was expensive, you know, Woodward skate camp. It's like a famous skate camp, right? So yeah, she was a hardworking mom that didn't have a lot of money. But when I joined this industry, she said, you're an idiot. So my biggest mm. fan, my biggest supporter literally outed me and said, we just spent four years trying to get a degree in sport management. And now you're going to go do some sales of some thing that's like something that I did back in the day and like these things don't work. Mm. So I didn't have that one that I expected, but someone else came along in the journey and later came to me with that. But the thing is, is I happen to know now from being a coach. That's important to know too. Yeah. From being a coach and being a mentor to, you know, so many different people out there. I do know that a lot of people, they don't have support from their friends and family. They don't believe in themselves. So I just want you to know that I believe in you and you need to believe in yourself. Mm. Even if no one does, other people will believe in you later, but don't require anyone's belief, you know, in order to be successful. Self-validation. Don't rely yeah. on other people to validate your mm. greatness. You heard it right here on the Manhood Experiment. Cesar Rodriguez, Jay Sani here. Let's go. <laughs> I think that's really interesting. I think we're in a time right now where people, and it's, it's been like this through times, but right now people are always trying to project their best forward self. And we're so concerned with this fear of other people's opinions and, and the fear mm. of being criticized or so on. That or canceled. Yeah, so often so that a lot of people never even end up opening their mouths. And so I like to think that you see somebody like yourself who's polished. We could call you obviously charismatic. And I think something I heard somebody explain a little while back, like imagine if there's 20 characteristics for being charismatic. And if you can break those down in different areas and learn how to practice them, one is just having more conversations. But when we think like, all right, can you look people in the eye? Okay. Can mm -hmm. you remember people's names? Can you be interested in the person you're speaking to. Like that's where I think that this thing can be reverse engineered. And from what you're telling me, it sounds like you were in that point, you realized that something wasn't working, but you learned to develop this charisma and now you teach it. And I want to take that into like you teaching this skill set. We know it's important for so many things in life. And you've actually, your shirt says it right there, B10XB, you've actually created a movement and let's, let's take it right into that. Like, how did that start? How did you realize that this was something that could be taught to people? And so just tell us a little bit about what B10XB sure. is all about. And can I double sure. down on that question, Jay? And it. how yeah. long did it take you to go from that college kid to become B10XB? Because I think that's important for people. Because sometimes yeah. people think it's overnight. So like, give us a little bit of that process as well. So I believe epiphanies can happen immediately. And you can start mm. to see overnight results from new epiphanies. And I say that because I don't believe that there's an overnight success story, but I believe that you can have successes that come from overnight and enough accumulated successes add up to the big success that people see. So one of the biggest moments, I guess, in my career is when I kind of stumbled on this concept of neuro-linguistic programming and being able to program your brain and basically undo things using language and understanding how people's minds work, including your own. And so there's an NLP stands for neuro-linguistic programming. So the way I put it is it's like a way of hypnotizing people while they're awake. When I'm using NLP on someone, you know, from a persuasion standpoint, it would help them get over a fear or something like that. It's almost a form of hypnotizing people without swinging a clock and, you know, doing all that, right? It's just a way mm. of communicating. And one of the concepts of NLP, it's called a pattern interrupt. 
So uh, to get someone's attention, right? You know, and we see pattern interrupts every time you go on social media. It's just like, stop, you know, like the scroll stopping post, right? It's just interrupting your pattern. It's like, whoa, wait, what? And Mm so your brain can't occupy more than one kind of thought wavelength at at the same time. So if you're in a state of fear and then you switch to a question, then your brain's going to answer that question. So I discovered that in my studying of personal development, reading hundreds of books, thousands of hours of personal development, audios and all that type of stuff, I discovered that success is not something that you have to chase. Success is something that you attract by the person you become. So if you want to be more successful, you just need to figure out what are the traits of successful people and then you need to emulate them, right? And if you embody those traits, then success becomes something that is magnetized towards you. And one of the most, if not the most, common trait of the most successful people in the world is that it's not that they were all smart or good looking or well-connected or charismatic or any of these things that we tend to think. It's honestly, it's boldness. You know, think about anyone who's made it anywhere, whatever they've done, there was a fork in the road and they could have taken the bolder path and went for it or taken the weaker path and not, you know? And so there are people that have got better. And I say this to you, dreams being an artist, right? There's people that you're better than that I genuinely believe that are getting more radio plays and are famous and successful than you, but you're a better rapper than them, right? Well, what Mm. maybe separates you from them? It's perhaps it was a fork in the road that you haven't yet taken or a fork in the road that they took that maybe you didn't, right? And that's not to pick on you. It's it's for all of us. Like there's been been opportunities that I probably could have taken the bolder road in my life and that would have put me way more successful than I am. Yeah. But we don't dwell on that, right? We just look forward. We look forward. That's true. That's really sure. good. Pause really quick. This is going to add to what it. you're saying, but I want you to clarify. Like when we talk about being bold, how is that disguised or how does that show up in our life? Because I could say like, oh, you know what? I'm going to be bold every day. But like when you tell me that, I think like, oh, wait a second. Maybe that was that time my brain was telling me I'm tired and I needed more rest or it wasn't good timing. Just clarify me to what you mean. Like what's the opposite of being bold? Just so the listener can really like grasp sure. onto this. Because you Great said a question. fork in the road. Yeah. I feel like logically, I always choose what makes the most sense. But like, what do you mean by boldness in decision making there? Mm. Great question. So, so here's one of my tenets. I don't believe that we are put on this earth to be weak, timid, or afraid. You know, I just don't believe that. You know, we are put on this earth to be conquerors, to be bold and to go for it. So boldness has a different meaning to every person. And your meaning is the most important. Now, when I say be bold, that doesn't mean be a bully. That doesn't mean be rude. That doesn't mean be obnoxious, you know, or, or hurtful. Mm. When you ask yourself a question, and this is where the whole NLP pattern interrupt thing came in, what I discovered is all of the things that are holding us back, there's three enemies of success. And I learned this in the book, Think and Grow Rich. And so this is kind of how I came up with this B10XB movement, you know, in this concept. In the book, Think and Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill says there are three enemies of success fear, indecision, and doubt. And he says, if you just want to be successful, you just have to learn how to conquer fear, indecision, and doubt. And so the best way, anytime you're feeling fear, indecision, or doubt, just ask yourself this question, what would I do if I was 10 times bolder? Mm. And whatever you come up with in that moment, your brain will come up with the answer. So if, for example, you're scared to cold call someone, or you're scared to walk up to someone because, you know, maybe you think they're out of your league and you're single and you're like, ooh, that person's hot or, ooh, they're cute or whatever. Or it's like, oh, man, that person's driving a really nice car. I should prospect him for my business. But, you know, he's driving by and it's a Porsche convertible and, like, I'm just over here looking scrubby. 
you know, or, or whatever. It's just like, hey, well, that inner voice that seeks to keep you in your comfort zone. So being bold is about getting out of your comfort zone and answering that question every day, every chance you get, what would I do if I was 10 times bolder? And I'm glad you brought that question back around again. Yeah. Yeah. And whenever, so just think about this. So this is the pra- the most practical thing. Everyone will start getting crazy breakthroughs if you start doing this. If you're listening to this, anytime you feel fear and decision and doubt, that is mm. now a flag. Oh, I feel a little scared. I don't know if I should do this. Indecisiveness, doubt. I don't know if I got what it takes or I don't, you know, what do they think? Anytime you feel that, that's the alarm. That's the flag. Whoa, that was fear, indecision, or doubt. Okay, what do I do next? What would I do if I was 10 times bolder? And then just I love that. listen to your inner being, your higher self. You will get an answer from that bolder side of your brain. And it will speak and it will say, if you were 10 times bolder, you'd walk right up to that person. Mm. And I'll give you a, a great example that I share pretty often. There was this time I was at a gas station and there was a guy the same age as me. I was driving a 1996 Saturn. I had a crack in the front fender. And there's this guy and he's driving a Cadillac Escalade and he's my same age, right? Guy looks like Mm. he's my same age. And I'm in like my young 20s or something, right? 23 years old or something. And this guy's driving an Escalade and he's like my age. And I'm driving this beater car pumping gas next to him. He's in a polo shirt. I'm on my way to the gym. So I'm looking kind of like this. You know, I got like a visor hat on, you know, and Mm -hmm. I'm not looking professional and I got a crappy car. And he's like in a nice crisp polo shirt, some slacks. And I thought to myself, man, this guy's sharp. He's driving a nice car. I should prospect him and tell him about my business because maybe I could recruit him. He could be on my team. And in network marketing, you can build a team with people. And if they crush it, the company rewards you and sends you bonuses and incentives and stuff. You know, and I was like, I should talk to this guy. Maybe I could recruit him. But then all of a sudden, I call it the weakness, started to chime up. And we have these voices because we're seek to protect ourselves by keeping ourselves in our comfort zone, right? You're nice and safe if you don't have, if you don't have to deal with any rejection, you feel warm and fuzzy. Oh, okay. They've not been tested. So I see this guy and I'm like, I should prospect this guy. But then I'm like, well, he's on the phone and he's walking from, you know, the gas station, like little quickie mart to like his car. Right. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I should prospect him. And I'm like, the voice comes up look at what you're wearing. You're wearing a cutoff shirt. You got your crappy car. He's in an Escalade. You think he's going to listen to you? And plus he's on the phone. You can't interrupt them. You know, didn't your mom tell you any better? Like, come on, you, you don't interrupt people. That's rude. You know that you're supposed <laughs> to stick your hand up before you ask a question. They taught you that in school, right? The teachers. So like, you've got all this programming, mm. but then I just asked myself, what would I do if I was 10 times bolder? And then that yeah. voice came up and said, if you were 10 times bolder, you'd go right up to that guy. And you'd talk to him and you prospect him. But then that voice came up again. But what would I say? He's on the phone. You'd tell him to hang up. <laughs> and I'm like, what? You can't tell some hey, yo, stranger to hang up his phone call for you? Like, who do you think you are? That's you know? bold. But, yeah. And, and it's like, but what do I say next? So you got 10 steps. You'll figure it out. Go. Right? And so it's like that lion speaks up. That higher self, that bolder self. That's not afraid of all the things of this realm and this dimension that don't matter like what other people think. So I walk over to the guy and I'm just like, Hey, is that an important call or can you hang it up? And he looks at me and he's like, I interrupted his pattern. He's like, let me call you back. And he's like, what's up? And then I just proceeded to say, Hey man, you got this nice car. Like I see you do. What do you do, bro? And he's like, Oh, well I'm doing this, blah, blah, blah. We talk. 
I tell them, oh, well, look, I'm working with a company. We're expanding. We're looking for some people, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't remember completely what I said. But when I yeah. went to go talk to him, he's like, yo, I heard of that company. I turned this other guy down a couple times about it. And I was like, well, the guy that he turned down happened to be my mentor. And I was like, you turned that guy down? I was like, you know, that's like my mentor. That guy's amazing. And then he says, yeah. wait a second. When that guy met me, he told me about this kid that's in this town that's killing it. And he's like, yeah. I was like, that's me. <laughs> and, he, and so we were edifying each other. So I was talking about, oh, I've wow. got this mentor. And he met my mentor and the mentor was like, there's this kid in town. You remind me a lot of him. And today, and he ended up joining the business. He was the easiest guy I ever signed up, was my top producer. We both rose to the top. Wow. You know, today he's a, he was my number one guy. We became best friends for years. And then even when he got into, out of that business and into real estate, you know, I coached him when he was struggling and hadn't even sold his first house. I gave him a pitch and today he's a multimillionaire. You know, and, he, and there's videos of him saying how like, dude, Caesar. I'm the number one guy in my whole firm, blah, blah, blah. Caesar's pitch changed my you know, business. You know? yeah. And sometimes when people like ask for testimonials and stuff, like what can I do in other businesses other than network marketing? You know, I show this guy. And so hmm. that meeting changed both of our lives. And it just came from me asking a question, what would I do if I was 10 times bolder? Mm. So what boldness means to every person is different. So for someone to be 10 times bolder, it might mean talking to a stranger. For someone to be 10 times bolder, it might be saying hello to somebody. Because that's like, yeah. for them, that's 10 times bolder. But it's like your max is going to change, right? So like now, me telling someone to hang up the phone isn't like a, a bold thing. You know, me going <laughs> to someone that is driving a nice car and going, hey, roll down your window. Hey, what's up? This light's about to change, but I want to hit you up about something. You got your phone? Text me real quick. What's your phone number? I'm going to call you. Like to someone, that's 100 times bolder. But to me, that's yeah. like, I've done that a hundred times. So it's nothing, but at one time. Mm. So that's the thing. It's like your max is constantly changing, right? Like your what 10 times bolder for you is going to constantly evolve. Connect with that. Um, your strength just increases over time. You know, yeah. the more you what lift was that your weight. Max bench press in high school versus what it is now, Jay, you know, <laughs> how much could you squat back? Then? I mean, you were just like always a G like he was Mr. Steal your girlfriend. In high school. <laughs> I don't know. Stop. You know, I gotta, I gotta come in and added something that like I was on the edge of my yeah. seat as you're explaining that story because you know you have that gift but it's, it was truly a captivating story and I can't help but think you know we've we talked about this theme for this year also is stepping forward into greatness life's going right. to present you options and you can either step forward into greatness or you can sit back in comfort and you know continue to do the predictive life that you're that you're used to now when you tell me that story, I'm thinking about like, gosh, I would listen to stories like that all day long. I would watch those animated all day long. I would watch a movie that all day long. And I was just thinking about a second. What if I did something like that every day? I was like, imagine how different life would be. Because it's like easy to get caught up in just the redundancy of life and just doing tasks. But I was like, wow, what if your life was like that? And I was like, you'd have this <laughs> excitement. And that just got me excited actually thinking about how do you hold yourself accountable to actually continuing to do it and grow with it? Because to me, I don't know, that got me really excited, just like entertaining that idea and visualizing yeah. I'll that. I can tell you. Yeah. I've yeah. answered that question and created, and that's what the B10XB movement is about, because it's like you have to have some accountability, right? Because mm -hmm. there's no one looking, so you've got to be your own coach. And so there's a second part to the whole question, what would you do if you're 10 times bolder? And this is the fun part. There's actually a game mm -hmm. to it. If you don't do the thing that you come up with, it's because your brain links pain to the inassociation of being bold. 
and it links mm -hmm. pleasure to being in your comfort zone. So these are just wirings that your brain has done over time, and it's not your fault. It's just you've been programmed that way, right? Think about how we grow up. Yeah. We're told things like, you know, don't speak when you're your kids, like don't speak until you're spoken to, raise your hand before you ask a question, kids are to be seen and not heard, right? Like we're, yeah. we're taught so many things and we're just, there, there's literal pain and then you get rejection because, you know, you got a little high school or, you know, middle school or elementary school crush and you go up and you're like, hey, do you like me? And they're like, no, get away from me. So now you're afraid of rejection. That's actually never been me. I'm I don't joking. think it's been either one of you guys. I don't think it's been either one of you guys. <laughs> but you know, other people, you know, other people not pointing names, of course, you know, have had crushes on girls that didn't there. like them, right? <laughs> so we all have rejection and we've been, you know, we're, yeah. F is a failure, right? You know, you get punished for failing. We're in business and in life, hey, you get rewarded for failing, right? Like if you fail, mm -hmm you learn more from failing than you do from succeeding a lot of times, right? You get Big rewarded bags. by going past failure in the gym to squeeze out that extra rep or two, right? You get rewarded. Mm. So what you need to do is you need to undo this toxic rewiring of the neuro associations of what your brain associates pain and pleasure with. And the way that you do it is we have a little hack. And anytime you don't do the thing that you came up with, what would I do if I was 10 times bolder? I'd go talk to that guy. And if you don't do it, and what you do is you get a little rubber wristband. Now here in the B10XB movement, we have these bands that say B10XB on them. So it reminds you, it's like constantly in your peripheral, like be 10 times bolder, be 10 times bolder. So it's like a constant reminder. And when you don't do the thing, you pull back on that band and you snap it on your wrist, right? And what it does is it links pain to not being bold. And so what happens is after enough painful snaps, right? After enough opportunities, you're like, oh, if I was 10 times bolder, I'd do that. And then you don't. And you're like, oh, oh, oh. After enough times, you're like, your brain literally goes, yo, it's painful to not do the bolder thing. Mm -hmm. So you just go to do it, right? And so then you do it and then you get a little reward and you're like, hey, wait, that worked out. I can't believe I almost didn't talk to that person. Wow. And now you have a new story. And then you go to do it again yeah. and you're like, whoa, this person worked again. And so what happens is that becomes your new default behavior. So that's the accountability mm -hmm. aspect. You know, and you ask, well, man, what if I live like this every day? Well, you would live a life that would be truly unleashed and unlocked. And it would be the life that you came on this earth to live. Not this life in this yes, tiny sir. little shell where you're constantly in your comfort zone, afraid to take chances and risk. Because guess what? You know, nothing in this life is safe. You're not getting out of it without dying. You know, like you're going to die. So what do you want to yeah. do in those years? How do you want to live? Do you want to live unleashed? Do you want to go to the end and say, yo, I did human. How did I do? Yeah, yeah I crushed it. Or do you want to get to the <laughs> end and talk to someone up there, you know, and they're your guardian angels or whoever's, you know, looking at you and they're like, all right, congratulations. You know, you're human. You waited for 5,000 lifetimes. You crawled up from ant to human. It was unbelievable. Your last <laughs> life, you know, you were a great dog. You were finally human. You know, you're going to go restart the yeah. cycle again as, as an ant or an insect or a flea. Uh, but like, how did you do with human? And you're like, wait, that was my, what? I got to start all over again. Well, yeah, that's how you waited 5,000 uh. lifetimes for this one. And you, you were scared the whole time. What? You wasted it. What? Mm. You know, so I'm not saying that that's how it works, but that's just a yeah, thought yeah, experiment yeah, yeah. that I played in my brain. To just be like, what if this was my only chance at it? Like, what if I waited like yeah. lifetimes to be here and I squandered it?
And I was timid and scared the whole time. That would suck. One thing yeah. that I know we all share is the gift. You say the gift for Gab, right? But I think what it really is, is the understanding of relationships and the power of words. You know, as an artist, I truly, truly, truly understand and believe in the power of words, which is why I can't just put anything yeah. out there in my message, which yeah. is why I guess, you know, Caesar was receiving what he was receiving from my music, right? But your journey, I was looking at some of your uh, your history and some of your videos, and what was so funny is a moment that you had, because I remember being there, and it's these damn cartoons that we grow up watching, where you said you're going to run away from the house <laughs> with your wow. hobo stick, oh my, and, yeah, wow. okay. and you were packing up your luggage and I guess your peanut butter jelly sandwich, whatever you had, you was going to put this in this little handkerchief, put it on the yeah. end of your hobo stick and head out. But it was yep. your mom who talked you off the ledge, right? Who talked you to, you know, staying back home. And I had a very, very similar mm -hmm. moment. I was going to leave the house. I was mad at my sister. She said something. My mom, she wasn't listening. I didn't feel understood. So in my little six-year, seven-year-old mind, I was going to hobo it across the street to my best friend's house. <laughs> and that's where I was going to be for the remainder of my life until I figure out what I wanted to do yeah. at six or seven. And how old were you when this story happened for you? I don't even remember. You know, I don't, it's like, it's just one of my earliest childhood memories Yeah. that I kind of went back to. And I was like, yeah, I literally wanted to run away. Mm. And the beautiful ending of the story is I mean, I couldn't even reach the door, I don't think, to to leave the house. I was like, I'm running away. And I had like a, <laughs> like a broomstick with a sack or something attached to it. And so my mom was like, all right, let's run away. You know, and so she had to like open the door and walk me to a park somewhere where I was running away. Like I needed her help to run away. You know, so That's free. <laughs> couldn't reach the door handle, but I knew I wanted to live on my own and make it in this world. Yeah. Uh, you know, but then it ended with, us turning this hobo stick. So I, I don't remember how I made it, but apparently it was in such a way where I could also use it. Cause I remember then we were using it to try and catch butterflies. So like whatever yeah. the net is that I had on the back, we were in a park and then I was using it to catch butterflies and I was smiling and I was laughing. And so the power of words with my mom, you know, she turned me from wanting to run away to catching butterflies with her in the park. Mm. So, mm. Yeah, I got something. So speaking of catching butterflies, I like that. <laughs> a big reason why I thought I was really excited to have your share your message on here is I have this belief that sales as a skill helps you just develop thicker skin, which helps you speak for what you want, which helps you just build better relationships. Yeah, you know, I think it should be like a required badge of honor or course to go knock on doors, like just to be able to develop mm. this skill set. And I know to the listener thinking like, well, I don't work in sales or whatever. What can you say? There's two parts to this, but what can you say to the person who isn't necessarily in sales? Like, why is that a transferable skill to life? And then the other yeah. person that's listening to this might be saying, hey, I'm 35 or 40 right now. And I've been doing what I've been doing. You know, maybe it's too late for me to like go and develop these skills. So to that two-part question, how is sales a transferable skill to help better your life? And then what do you say to the person who maybe thinks like, oh, maybe it's too late for me. You know, like, I don't know if I could create a side hustle or really get into something different. Wow. So I believe that when you look at people, I think when they hear the word sales, they think, okay, I got a, there's a product or something or some service, yeah. right? So I think that cultivating sales skills 
are one of the most important skills that you have to learn in your life or you should learn. And if you haven't learned, I think it's something that you need to put a major focus on because we are all selling all of the time, whether we call it sales or not. When you're parenting, what is that? Selling. If you're the best at what you do, you still have to pass an interview to work with a company, right? You know, mm-hmm. so there are certain interpersonal communication skills that you want to develop. And one of which is if you don't learn how to sell, you're going to constantly be sold your entire life. And if you don't mm-hmm. have those skills or develop them, you're not going to even know when you're being sold. So you're going to be sold by the mm-hmm. media. You're going to be sold by mm-hmm. your friends and family that want things for you that may not be of your best interest. You're going to be in conversations with people and you're going to get taken advantage of. You're going to get ripped off. So it's a form of defense. It's a form of offense. It's a form of communication to help you to make money, to get your spouse. You know, you're you're always selling. You know, if you're going to be, it's like you're single, you want a relationship, you're going to need to learn how to sell yourself. And when you're in that relationship, you're going to need to learn how to sell in order to keep it because there's going to be arguments that are going to occur and disagreements that may occur that you're going to need to be able to say, okay, here's what the other person's saying. Because I understand sales, I'm going to be a good active listener. I'm going to see what their goal is. What are they trying to convince me of? Are they right or are they wrong? And how can I say, hey, look, I can appreciate what you're thinking or what you're feeling. You know, let me just interject something. Like, how can I take a person from thinking or feeling a certain way and then to redirect that energy and have them believing something else? And a lot of times, it's for their best interest. I mean, I can just tell you, Emily and I are very transparent. You know, we get into arguments about things. We're a relationship, you know, and we're a healthy relationship. And there are things that she will say and believe that will be her truths that will not actually be real. You know, there are things that she'll have and she'll be like, well, this is how I feel. And I tell her all the time, I'm like, your feelings are not an indication of truth. They're not an indication of truth. You can feel offended but that doesn't mean the other person mm. says something offensive. Mm. You can feel a certain way. And if you're naive, you can believe that that's the truth. But mm. if you're with someone that, for example, I was in a relationship before, the person always called me selfish, said, you're selfish, you're selfish, you're selfish. And so if I let that person sell me on believing I was selfish, mm. I would number one, believe I was selfish, even mm. when I wasn't. And they would believe I was selfish. And if I didn't know how to take that and say like, I'm not actually selfish, for not wanting to do what you want to do. Mm. You're actually, do you think you're perhaps being selfish a little bit by wanting to force me to do what you want to do? And because I'm not, does that really make me selfish? Or are you being a little bit selfish right now by trying to make me feel bad for not doing exactly Mm. what you want to do? Isn't that the same thing you're accusing me of? Isn't that also selfish? Mm. And to be able to create an aha moment with a person that is a hostile prospect, right? You know, and to be like, yeah, you're this, you're this. And it's like, hold on a second, hold on a second, hold on. You're getting mad at me for the same thing you're accusing me of. You're actually being yourself right now. Do you see it? Mm -hmm. And then to be able to have the skills to have them go, actually, that's a good point. Maybe you're not selfish. Maybe I'm being selfish. Or maybe we're both being selfish. How do we get back to ground zero to being calm and relaxed? So sales... And having that ability to communicate effectively will save your life. It'll save your relationship. It'll save your marriage. It'll allow you to get better jobs. It'll allow you to get promotions. It'll allow you to start businesses. It'll allow you to get funding. It'll allow you to get money. It will, it's everything. It'll allow you to make friends, right? Because people will have beliefs about you. And if you don't know how to take that and be like, hey man, I know you think I'm this way, but really 
okay, have you looked at it from this perspective? Yeah. And so I think one of the biggest things that it's about paradigm shifting a lot. And that's what I'm, I feel like that's what I'm really good at is shifting people's paradigms in the way that they look at things. And I think that that's a skill that I want everyone to have. When my son comes into this earth, you know, we just announced that we're having a baby. You better believe he's reading everything. Congratulations, big dog. Congrats. Thank you, man. Congrats. Oh, we got to sit there for a moment. I mean, yes, sir. He's going to be a salesperson. Yeah. (laughs) We got to sit there for a moment. No, no, no. That's beautiful, man. I mean, we all, Jason, he just went through that process. He's a dad, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm a a dad. We all are. So it's nothing that you want more for your kids is, you know, their success and them to take some of your best traits, you know? And you're saying for your son, you want him to have that skill and to be able to sell. Um, Continue with that thought, please. Yeah. Like that's going to be probably one of the most important things. I even said, you know, I joked around on an Instagram post, but it is kind of real. I'm like, you know, we're not going to do things probably very traditionally, right? Probably not do the regular school thing because there are things that I feel like are more important for this child to learn. And I want this child to be a savage with communication because Mm. it's changed my life. I used to Mm. be so, I used to lack confidence. I'm not this, when I was in high school, my last two years of high school, I moved to a school where I didn't know anyone. And I was completely in my shell, terrified to get out of it. I remember, and when I went into college, I reinvented myself. And I remember this guy, sharp, good looking guy. He was my math tutor because I wasn't the greatest student. So I had a tutor. And this is a guy, he's like my same age. Like, you know, we're both sophomores or something like that in college. But he was just like this confident, good looking guy. And he had like this swooping, like Zach Morris, you know, like type of hair, you know? And, and he was like, yo man, like, why don't we go to the mall and pick up chicks? And, and I, and like that concept to me, I was like, wait, like mm. go up to girls that we don't know <laughs> and talk to them. I, and I literally said to him, I was like, you're out of your effing mind. I was like, you, are you effing crazy? I was like, I'm not kidding. Are you, that's like my worst fear. So like, mm. that's where I was t- so terrified to talk to people. And this thought of rejection and going up to a girl and being like, hi, what, what ah, I don't even know what to say after that. <laughs> I'm, do I say hi? Do you just go into a conversation? So I know what it's like to live that level of like lack of confidence and fear. And so to live unleashed, it's like the greatest yeah. gift and freedom. So like, I want to give that first and foremost to my child. And if that's going to come from them reading sales and communication books and watching all my videos on the topic versus whatever stuff they teach in school. I'm like, look, you put your kids in school. Mm. I'm going to do what I do with my kid. And, you know, let's, let's catch up in 10 years and see who made the right mm. call. I just, I hope whatever that's you're right. doing with your kids is something that's going to put money in their pocket so that they can buy all the stuff that my kid's selling. Cause you know, that's <laughs> I, like <doing. laughs> I love it. Yeah. Your parents can say, yo, hide your wallet. If you're hanging out with Caesar's son, you know, <laughs> don't, don't bring your allowance money near him. <laughs> a couple questions here. We're talking about the education system. I like to have, have fun with this one. If you could create one to two required courses, so we'll say just give me mm. two different required courses you think that all of us as humans, especially our kids, upcoming generation, should and need to learn in school. So if you could take this and put this in the traditional education system, yeah. what are two courses that you would put in? Mm. I mean, I would think a course on communication. I feel like that's a broad enough, you know, I, I don't know what they teach in communication in college. You know, it gets like a bad rap. You're like, oh, you're a communications major. I've never been that major. So I don't know if that's fluff or if there's good stuff in there. 
But I think you mm. could have a, a course that's called communications. And then within that, you could have persuasion, influence, mm, you know, and things of that nature. You know, like I think you could just, you could call it whatever you want, put it in a broad umbrella. Yeah. But I think it needs to incorporate aspects of confidence, sales, stuff to do with like rejection. Yep. Mm. I think that would be a really important thing to teach. And then course. philosophy, you know, understanding coming from a good philosophical background. Stoicism is one of my favorite philosophical philosophies or whatever. But, you know, understanding and being able to look at things from different perspectives, business entrepreneurship, I think these are important. Yeah. yeah. And it's true. Those things are not being taught the way that they should be taught, you know? Yeah. That alone with financial like they, want, they want zombies, man. They want workers. If you study this school, I don't want to go forever. You guys have more questions. Right? We don't want to go too deep. Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. That herd mentality. Well, yeah. you know, where I was going to go with that is it's not too late to go back and enroll in that, you know? And I think that, again, yeah, whether you're bro. in your mid-30s, early 40s, whatever it is, like, it's not too late to recreate yourself and to go back and enroll yeah. in that. We talk about that quite a bit. Yeah, thank you. That was the second part to your question. It's never too late. It's never yeah. too late. And I, I work with people that are 50 years old, you know, that are students of mine that hire me for one-on-one -on -one coaching and things like that. And the shifts that they have are amazing, you know? And I'm like, hey, look, say this, do this, start talking like this. And I mean, I've just got slews of testimonials of people who some people think, oh, you know, does this person pass their prime? No, not at all. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, another hot, little quick one for you. So you mentioned a classic the Think and Grow Rich. Give me three books, and you can include this one, that are so good, they're worth rereading, like books that you've, because mm. you're, you're a straight-A student when it comes to self-development. What are three of your favorites that are worthy of rereading? So if you haven't read them once, y'all, yeah. they're worthy of rereading. I mean, yeah, I'm looking at my bookshelf, which is why I'm looking off into the distance. How to Win Friends and Influence People. Mm-hmm. For those yes, of you sir. who want to be better at communication and basically winning friends and influencing people, it's in the title. I mean, that's the book. You want to learn charisma? You know, it talks about a lot of the things that you said earlier, Jason. You know, like you said, oh, can you learn charisma? Yeah, eye contact, smiling, remembering people's names, listening to others, seeking to understand before worrying about being understood. Lots of classic principles in that. That's a life-changing book that'll help you win friends and influence people. Think and Grow Rich, I mentioned earlier. Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. Mm. That was mm. never a book that was designed to be like a traditional book. It's more like, it's almost like Proverbs in the Bible. The last great philosopher emperor, Marcus Aurelius, you know, they found his journals after he passed. They distilled mm. his notes to self and uh, his journals. And then they put some of the best stuff together in the book. And it's just like unbelievably, just filled with unbelievable wisdom and philosophy on Stoicism and Stoicism, like keeping a calm head, you know, no matter what's mm. going on and just kind of not being phased by life because life is going to hit you with a lot of stuff. And if you don't have a solid ground of philosophy to understand some of the stuff in there, you know, it could shake you up a lot in life. But when you're just like, hey, this isn't a big deal. This is happening, not a big deal. So I think those two books from a law of attraction standpoint, because I'd like to give someone some nuggets on manifesting because that is a real thing. It's like one of the principles of the universe is the law of attraction. I would say Abraham Hicks has a really great book, Ask and It Is Given. Uh, so that's a really mm. great one. That's a recent add to my to my favorite books of recommended. That I haven't usually put that on my list. And then it depends if what other zones you want to get in. I mean, I've got stuff, spiritual books and stuff like that as well. 
but that would give you a little bit too much of my philosophical beliefs on you know what's going yeah. on in this universe and stuff which you know we don't have to go into there i mean but we're here for that though too everybody's got different ways that keeps them yeah. grounded so you know whatever your doctrine is that you're following yeah i'm sure we got listeners that buy into that sure. too so whatever is truly authentically you we don't yeah. want you to feel like you got to cap yourself off here. This is a free space. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so guys, you know, obviously yeah. I feel like we keep chatting, going over stories. We are getting close to the end here. Yeah. Before we break down a few things here, I remember a story you told me when I first met you, speaking of manifestation, the home that you live in. And I've got oh, to wow. hang out, as Caesar said, in this amazing home, gated community mm. by the beach. Tell that just a brief story of, how you brought that to reality that was something that you manifested yes yeah, so when i first moved so the way that i found the place that i live in now and i'm even talking about the city where jason and i both live i was was so bad at talking to people i called up this mentor this guy that i wanted to mentor me he was like two levels above me in this company and he was just super charismatic and so i was like i want to be like mm. this guy when i grow up he was like a 55 year old white guy and he's one of those guys he walks in the room and he owns the room. He's a character. Mm. He's like, he's gonna ha he'll have a one-liner for everything you say, you know, and he's just like the funniest person though, you know? And he's, so he's a 55-year-old white guy. You meet him and he's like, hey, how's it going? He's like, if I was any better, there'd be two of me. If I was any better, I'd be you. You know, he just always has like a, he just always has like some quick little funny thing. You know, that, that he says that just gets people to do exactly that dreams, right? Like Sarah was, oh, yeah, this guy's yeah. hilarious. So I wanted to be like this guy and I was the farthest thing from it, right? Like I was striking out with prospecting. I was getting rejected like crazy. So I called him up and I said, listen, I really want to be committed to this business and I want to be like you when I grow up essentially, you know? So I'm not doing well talking to people. I'm getting rejected all over the place, stood up right and left. If I move to the city where you happen to have a beach house, because he lived in Raleigh and he had a beach house, you know, by the beach here in Wilmington, North Carolina. And I said, look, if I just move to that city where you go on the weekends, would you just allow me to watch you talk to people and just prospect and just mingle out mm. and about? Would you just like let me shadow you like a dog, you know, like a little puppy, <laughs> you know? And, and he was like, kid, if you're crazy enough to break your lease in your apartment, pack up everything you have into a U-Haul truck and move to a city you've never even been to just to watch me talk to people on the weekends come on down. And mm. so I made that big, bold decision mm. and moved yeah. to a city where I knew no one just to watch him talk to people so I could study him and his mannerisms and try to be like him, right? Mm. You know, the embody technique, embody the traits of a successful person and his success will be attracted to you. You know, it's one of the best ways to learn from someone is get that mentorship, right? Learn by watching. And so one of the first things that I did when I moved to the city, and then I went on for the next several years to just literally watch him and then practice and then continue doing that and reading hundreds of books, all that type of stuff. And that's how I went from being a 21-year-old broke college kid, making my first million by 29 and all this other stuff, training, speaking all over the world, doing all the stuff that I do now, right? But one of the first things that he did when he took me into town is he drove me to the beach. And as we were driving to the beach, you pass this gated community called Landfall. And as we were driving by, he says, see that place right there? Because he's giving me a tour of the city and he's taking me to the beach is the first place he takes me. See that place right there? He's like, that's where all the famous and rich people live in Wilmington. Mm. And he's like, Michael Jordan's got a place down there. Like the senator's got a place, Kim Basinger. Like he names like some people. He's like, all the famous people in Wilmington live, all the rich and famous people live there. And so here's what I'm saying at like 22 years old. I go, mm. oh yeah? And I'm like, one day I'm going to live there. 
right? <laughs> and that's all it was. It was just like Clint. I was like, one day I'm going to live there where all the rich and famous people live. And then one day as I'm driving around, so this is years later. So I was always like, one day I'm going to live in that place. I've never even seen the inside of it because it's gated. They ask you, who are you here to see when you pull up to the gate? There's two lanes, one for the residents, one for all the guests, right? So if they even come to my house, you can't sneak up on me. You got to say, I'm here to see yeah. Caesar. Here's his address <laughs> and I got to put yeah. you on the list, right? So it's a nice gated, safe community with security all the time. I get to this point, I'm maybe 25 years old or something or 24 years old. I got this brand new car that I bought. It's like my first dream car. It's an S-type Jaguar. And I decide that I want to go into this community. And I've, it, you know, you can't just, you got to know someone. This is how good God is. You ready for this? Not knowing there's two lanes, one for residents, one for not. Because I just figured this out like within the past couple of months. I'm like, how did I get in this community? Because how did I get past security? Because they just waved me in. So I pull up and then they look at me and I've never been in here. So I don't, I just know you're supposed to probably like give your name or something because they ask you a question, you pull up. What I figured out that I did back then was I pulled up in the wrong lane. I pulled up in the lane for residents. So I like assumed the clothes and I was driving a nice car. So I pulled up in the residence uh, lane and they looked at me and I just was like, hi. And they hit the button and waved me in. Now <laughs> I never understood. So I told this story for years. I was like, I don't know how I even got in here. I just pulled up and they let me in. And I figured out a couple months ago, I was like, you know what I think I did? I probably pulled up in this lane. They looked at my car assumed that I just must belong here because I'm driving such a nice car. And they were just like, yeah, sure, go ahead. They probably thought like my sticker wasn't working to raise the gate automatically or something. But I drove in here and I started touring all the houses and I was like, yeah, that's my house. And I was dream building. <laughs> and so from doing that dream building, I was like, oh my God. I was like, I'm in, I'm in here. And so I started visualizing yeah. myself and I was like, yes, this is where I live. This is my home. And I started putting myself in that feeling state. And of course, when you do that, you manifest things. And so I believe that's yes, how sir. I landed up in here, you know, years later. Yeah. Yeah. Close oh, mouths don't get fed. Ask and receive. Yes, sir. That's yes, sir. Man, that's that's good enough to end on right there. If you ain't getting nothing but, else. But we're going to drop you off with uh, a few things. You know, as promised, we always give yes. you guys some things you can take to the bank and put into practice some practical tips. This is the manhood experiment. So we're going to put Caesar on the spot right here. Our guest is going to break you guys off with an experiment, some sort of action or tactic that you can do. Obviously, I think if you guys were listening and taking some notes, you got a handful of them. So maybe we just want to put yeah. some boldness over one of those notes. But <laughs> regardless, I mean, if we could take away something right away before we get into stuff you're working on and depart ways, what's an experiment that we have for our listeners in the community? So I would, I would get a, and if you're listening to this, here's what I'll do for you. Okay. I would say right now, today, Get a rubber wristband, just regular old brown, dirty looking wristband. Put it on your wrist, whatever you do. Uh, not a wristband, but get a, a rubber band. Just get a regular old rubber band, put it on your wrist and experiment with asking yourself that question every time, every opportunity you can. Anytime you feel fear, indecision, or doubt. Hey, what would I do if I was 10 times bolder? You know, maybe it's double downing in your business right now, making a list of 100 people that you'd love to have on your team or you'd love to be interviewed on their podcast or have them be on your podcast for you guys, for example, make a hundred, you know, list of your dream clients. And then what would you do next? Well, I'd reach out to them. What would I say? I don't know. What would you do if you're 10 times bolder? All right. Well, I just figure something out. I'd freestyle it, I guess. I don't know. You know, so what, whatever it, whatever it is, start practicing that and see how that starts to pay off in your life. And I'll just tell you, it's going to pay off greatly. 
One other thing that you can do that one of my students today, she's a millionaire, did when she first heard this concept. She programmed an alarm in her uh, phone and she had an iPhone. She did an alarm three times a day and it would go off and it would say, what would you do if you were 10 times bolder? Oh, wow. And so mm. three times a day, so like three o'clock, what would you do if you're 10 times bolder? Just beep, 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 beep. And she just look at her, okay, is there a thing oh. that I would do right now if I was 10 times bolder? Mm. So she had that reminder. She had a wristband. And so today she's like, you know, she's in Dubai driving some freaking Bentley SUV or something. She's tooling around right now. And she's just like, you know, she's living this like dope life, you know? Yeah. And that's, she lives in Canada and she's also like staying out there in Dubai for the winter because it's cold in Canada. Right. You know? And so she's like, an ex she's like one example of thousands of people that have done this experiment of asking themselves, what would I do if I was 10 times bolder? And then actually doing it and tying something that's going to rewire your brain to it. So I feel like that's one thing. If you want an official B10XB wristband, I'll give you a link to something and I'll show you how you can get one if Jay wants to give out my oh, site or anything. We'll like put it in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Like always, we got notes in here with some links. I like that. I'm going to do that. I like that just how yeah. that could catch me in the middle of the day and just completely just shift your day yeah. with a burst of energy. Just to, to wrap things up, you know, what are you currently working on that you're excited about? I know that you always have some projects that you're working on. So what are you working on that you're currently excited about and how can our listeners, our community either get involved or subscribe, um, tap in. Yeah, 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 for sure. So I think probably less about what I'm working on, what I've recently finished is probably the most exciting like thing because that's something yeah. that everyone could take advantage of. I spent probably close to a year developing something that is really exciting and it is a fully customizable, tailored to you training series that doesn't care about what industry you're in or what your background is. If you're not in sales, if you are, there's literally a questionnaire because I, I would get all of these questions of people saying similar to you, like some people they're in sales and they're in network marketing. They're going to absolutely love this training series. But if you're not, but you just want to get some good training skills on communication, prospecting, confidence building, you know, whatever it is, I put together this free training series and it's hundred percent free and it's really cool. And you can go to it by going to, you just have to spell my name, right? That's the toughest part, Cesar L. Rodriguez. You know, if you Google me, you can find my domain, Cesar L. Rodriguez, you'll put it in the show notes. But if you do that slash custom dash training, CesarLRodriguez.com, or actually B10XB.com slash custom training will redirect you there. So that's probably easier, right? It's on my shirt. B10XB.com slash custom training. It will take you to this page where it will ask you, and it'll basically ask you a couple questions. So you click the button and then it's like, Hey, are you in sales, network marketing or other? So you just click whatever your option is. And then up will pop a bunch of videos and there's 2024 different combinations of a custom training that you can have that would be tailored to you based wow. on what you want to learn. So you up pops a couple of options of videos. And depending on your answer, you might say, Oh, you know what? They're broken down into categories like prospecting, inviting, presenting, objection handling, whatever, leadership development, confidence building. And so you pick three trainings from this library and then your trainings are going to be those three training videos that you're going to get. Plus I throw in two others that are unbelievably valuable no matter what you're in because they're all about being 10 times bolder, mm. building your confidence. So they're generic that would be good for whatever industry you're in regardless. So what happens is everyone watching this 
you will find three videos. The challenge is not going to be like, will there be three videos for me? The challenge will be like, how do I only pick three? Like, I love all these yeah. options. Oh, I want that one and this one. Like, how to work on my yeah. elevator pitch. Oh, I want to hear about that one. And oh, yeah, Caesar talking yeah, yeah, in yeah. Italy, like about, you know, leadership. Like, I want that one, right? So you basically pick that out and then I'm throwing in two trainings. So you're basically going to get a, a five video training series that's customized to you. The videos are fairly short, so you'll be done with them in less than an hour, but it will get you on your journey of personal development, learning the style and the unique things that I teach. And if you do happen to go through that and you hit me up and you say, hey, I signed up for your custom training series. I want to do this be 10 times bolder thing. You can also go to our website for the B10XB store, b10xb.com slash store or shop, and you can go there or gear, you know, you can just go there. And if you order a wristband, they're $5. So and there's all kinds of stuff. You know, we have hats, shirts. I mean, if you actually look on the bottom of this hat, the bottom of the hat literally says, what would you do if you were 10 times bolder underneath it? Yeah. Uh... So if you're wearing it, right, you're constantly staring. It's like, all you have to do, if you need the reminder, you just look up and you're like. Just look up. Just look what up. What would you do if you were 10 times bolder? 10 times bolder. You know, so it's like Come you can get all kinds of shirts, swag. We've got all kinds of dope stuff, wristbands. But if you get whatever you get, if you order something and you message me and you say, hey, I was on the manhood experiment. I loved your talk or just, I hated your talk, whatever. I wanted the B10XB band anyway. You know, <laughs> if, you order one, if you order one, I'll refund you $5 for that. So all you have to do is pay for the shipping. So if you buy a bunch of stuff, you know, which you can, you're going to pay for shipping anyway. And you want hats, shirts, whatever. Or if you want to buy a pack of five bands, we've got something called the starter kit i'll refund you five dollars so the first band will be on me how about that oh, i love that's it. that's a I fantastic deal that's yeah. awesome cool dropping nuggets dropping knowledge i'm gonna have to manually go in there and like refund five dollars to that person oh so, man so you just gotta mess with it, so that's the challenge you gotta go through the, the training so i know you're serious I'm like okay this person really does want to develop themselves they're working on themselves and then you gotta message me because that's for some people that's intimidating some people, they're like, mm. oh, I don't want to message yeah. him. It's like, well, if you message me, I'll do that. You don't have to. But if you want a $5 credit, cool, I'll give it to you. If you yeah. don't, you know, fine. Be bold. Love it. <laughs> Be bold. That's the experiment. Yes, Big sir. time value here, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. Caesar. I mean, I appreciate you big time. Thank you for taking the time to hop on here. And I mean, I got a ton out of this. I know I'm taking notes. Man, I'm just a connection. I'm, yeah. yeah, you got some divine connection there, brother, man. I'm hearing you, but I'm hearing somebody else speak through you, man, for real. And I Thank hope our you, listeners bro. were able to connect as well. Yo, so much heat coming on in this episode. Be bold. Be 10 times bolder, matter of fact. Man, because you're going to look up, you'll be 10 times older. You want to look back and make sure uh. that you turn that page and turn the folder. Nothing changed as you were looking over your shoulder. So keep your eyes Oof. forward. <laughs> keep your eyes forward. <laughs> That's big dreams. You know the team, MHE Manhood Experiment. We appreciate y'all. B10XB. We'll see you next week. Mars. Mm. Hey, what's up? This is Big Dreams. Thank you for checking out today's episode of The Manhood Experiment. If you like today's episode, please subscribe and give us five stars. Not only does your feedback matter, but it helps us to connect with others just like you that find value in our weekly episodes. So subscribe, share, and speak with your friends and family about today's episode. And most importantly, take care of yourself, keep growing, 
and join us again on the next episode of The Manhood Experiment. <laughs>